I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Things Policy. Uh, I'm your host Shri Krishna Upadhyaya, and to talk about local reservation in private sector with me today is Saurabh Todi, my colleague at Takshashila Institution and a research analyst. Uh, welcome to All Things Policy, Saurabh. Uh, thank you, Shri. Happy to be here. Uh, so, Saurabh, uh, this topic is in the news recently because the Punjab and Haryana High Court uh, uh, delivered a good judgment earlier this week, uh, where it struck down a law passed by the state government of Haryana. Uh, this law provided 75% reservation for locals uh, in all companies and industries uh, within the state of Haryana. Uh, it also said that this reservation will apply to any job which pays uh, less than uh, or up to rupees 30,000. So this was found to be unconstitutional by the High Court and the High Court has given out a good judgment uh, which we'll go into much detail today. But what are your sort of uh, broad thoughts on this issue of local reservation and its uh, litigation? Uh, thank you, Shri. I mean, I, I am personally quite happy that this uh, law has been struck down. This law was not very well thought, thought out at all. And even, I mean, India again is it's one country and, 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 and freedom of movement, especially for employment, is an essential part of the rights that are granted under constitution. So I think, and this creating these artificial barriers with like, between states for employment, I think really goes against like uh, basic common sense and also economics, right? Because exactly. there, it all, all, always, I mean, there are, you know, migrant labor from uh, uh, kind of resource and more populated uh, states feeds into the factories and uh, establishments of more developed states. And this is kind of a, like a like a pattern that is there. And then in due course of time, the aim is that th- th- there would be an equilibrium and then this inequality will be kind of balanced. Correct. So this this was a uh, horrible law, to be very honest. And I'm quite happy that uh, this has been struck down and hopefully this would kind of stop uh, this law and or laws like this to like to go ahead in many states because at that point if you remember many states started to implement this uh like law or at least they started the process too so yeah no, not a good law and happy this is, it is uh, struck down right yeah i believe uh, this can have ripple effects uh, because similar laws like you pointed out have been uh, passed in maharashtra karnataka and andhra pradesh and karnataka at least it's on hold it's not been implemented yet uh, but definitely this high court judgment is going to act as a warning to state governments before proceeding with the local reservation in the private sector right uh, so anyway uh, let's look at the and i think uh, you i'm glad that you pointed out this was not just a constitutionally invalid uh, sort of a piece of legislation but also it did not make any economic sense it was not based on economic principles uh, surrounding migration of human resources and overall socioeconomic development of the country and so on. Uh, anyway, having said that, uh, the law in question today, I'll just to set the context, I'll uh, please bear with me for the couple of uh, next couple of minutes where I'll go into the details of the law and the judgment given by the High Court. So the law in question is the Haryana State Employment of Local Candidates Act uh, of 2020. Uh, this has two requirements, which is that every employer shall maintain a register of all the uh, employees uh, who are earning more, less than 30,000 rupees per month. 
and uh, then every employer shall also employ local candidates in such posts right uh, now who are local candidates the law says these are the candidates who are domiciled in the state of haryana now haryana has another law called pehchan act uh, which gives pehchan cards for all the local residents of haryana so the domicile aspect of it is defined under that act uh, let's not go into that a bit of detail here uh, for our discussion today it is sufficient to uh, understand that uh, this law requires local candidates to be employed in private uh, industries and companies uh, so what is sort of the conflict uh, this law brings about against fundamental rights uh, now article 19 talks about the right to move freely throughout the territory of india uh, the right to reside and settle in any part of the territory of india and of course uh, the right to practice any profession or to carry on any occupation trade or business right uh, now of course the same article 19 uh, provides some reasonable restrictions which can be placed on these rights in the interest of general public so the question before the high court was essentially whether uh, the restrictions which uh, this sort of law places on migrant laborers as well as the employers who are engaged in business and occupation or uh, whether these are reasonable restrictions and whether they can be justified uh, under the constitution uh, high court has resoundingly answered uh, uh, no they have said that you know this law clearly infringes the uh, right of uh, trade occupation and business guaranteed by the constitution of india uh, and a side note here it is very uh, unusual and uh, it's not very often that we get the laws which uh, we get decisions of the courts which sort of strike down laws uh, for violating the right to occupation and business because economic freedoms in india uh, are uh, sort of not much legislated uh, sorry much litigated upon and even when done so the courts have not been very favor in favor of uh, protecting and upholding the rights uh, having said that what else did the court say right uh, the court said that you know uh, the whole idea of uh, having a designated officer who is going to keep a record and track of all the employees who are uh, sort of working in a particular company or industry the requirement that employers have to submit quarterly reports to this uh, uh, government officer and also this government officer has the right to inspect any premises etc all of this rings of inspector raj and i'm glad that the court is sort of alluding back to the bad days of inspector raj which sort of was uh, you know contributed to the unease of doing business in the country uh, and having said that the court also says that uh, you know there is this law which provides a particular exemption it says you know one of the sections of this law says uh, in case skilled laborers are not available in haryana they can make an application for exemption uh, and another government uh, babu uh, will decide on the application whether this exemption can be granted and for what duration and so on uh, which is also quite problematic because this is like you know having a super hr who is going to decide uh, who is allowed to work in a factory or not right so something to that effect uh, so the court has uh, not seen this favorably they said all these restrictions are very far have a very far reaching effect and cannot be held to be a uh, reasonable restrictions uh, so they are not protected under uh, the reasonable restrictions clause so they need to be struck down so this is sort of the short summary of course the court has also dealt in about some aspects of equality and domicile and whether domicile uh, can be a ground for discrimination and so on but on those counts as well the court has sided with the petitioners who were the industry bodies who challenged this law and said that uh, this entire aspect of local reservation in private sector is unconstitutional uh, so i'll stop here <laughs> it's been a long <laughs> chat a uh, no, long rant i believe uh, so sarab does this make you happy i'm sure it does uh, yeah i mean to be very honest i mean you know just just take a step back right, and see you know how kind of hair brain this whole you know idea is and it it is one thing to kind of you know 
have this in on the fringes of you know people talking or policy but it is quite another to see this you know at least being tried and to be implemented and you see for example like you have one person who now has the authority to go and inspect every possible establishment whether and, and see whether they are in uh, violation yeah. of the law or not to the amount of power that places and given india's history and realities as everyone knows this is just another opportunity for rent seeking Correct. this is not going to help anyone this was disproportionately affect small businesses which would more most likely are supposed would be local businesses or small and medium yeah. no in fact this law- enterprises in haryana only right like big companies yeah it companies will find a way will find a like an exemption or something but you are just ensuring that any private industry msmes in haryana yeah. have no chance and yeah. then it, it just it just is crazy and, and also i think one of the uh, one of the provisions was that the officer who is in charge of uh, of of executing uh, this uh, responsibility will be exempt from any kind of inquiry Correct. or uh, any kind of an oversight so what kind of you know transparency or something we are we are doing here and also i i should add i'm sorry i'm just, i just, it is so hair bread that it makes me <laughs> like why like we did not need to have a high court say that this is a bad idea Correct. but that, that that's where we are and haryana is one of the richest states of india it is actually one of the most rich state in india of among all the top uh, of large states so after goa sikkim and delhi uh, goa sikkim delhi and chandigarh it is haryana so if a a state that has obviously benefited from uh, the growth of it services mm-hmm. auto manufacturing and from investment from all over the country and abroad to take this step is is frankly quite regressive and really appeals to the worst impulses that we have which were you know the state or the government is not willing to address the broader problem right. but is 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 much more interested in pushing the can down the road and in that process making the business environment toxic almost for companies and see again there is enough competition in india there are enough states that are willing so the companies would not mind moving out uh, of haryana yeah. out of haryana like it is it is it may be a short term cost but there there is the fact that you know even if it is 30000 the starting salary of a fresher in an it company is below that right how do you how do you square that circle that yeah. is just not feasible right i'll i'll end there <laughs> <laughs> no uh, so just to add a couple of uh, things right so one is uh, you said about uh, msmes and all in fact this law apply to any workplace which had more than 10 employees it said that if you have 10 employees then seven and a half of them should be uh, local candidates right that was the legal requirement uh, having said that also this rupees 30000 uh, threshold that they placed i'm not sure the act allows up to 50000 but uh, the government decided to fix it at a lower rate but still i'm confused like why 30000 like I mean, like it's I don't I I mean it seems arbitrary to me, but I'm sure there must have been some uh, thinking behind it. Uh, and somebody pointed out in jest that you know this is government's way of uh, ensuring that all the companies raise the wages above three thousand, <laughs> so that uh, they are not covered by this law. Uh, so maybe that was the unintended intention. <laughs> so if if this law leads to only high wages without impacting productivity. then maybe we should consider but i given what we know is going to happen <laughs> yeah. yeah let's yeah no <laughs> stay tuned to all things policy 
We'll be right back after a short commercial break. Yeah, so but let's look at the stated intention behind the act, right? So before judging any policy, we you know like we look at the intention, then we judge the intention against the outcomes, uh, whether they have been uh, sufficiently achieved or not. Uh, so the statement and object, statement of objects and reasons of this act, uh, I'll just read out what it says, right? And I quote: "The influx of large number of migrants competing for low-paid jobs places a significant impact on local infrastructure and housing, and leads to proliferation of slums. This has led to environmental and health issues, which have been acutely felt in the urban areas of Haryana, affecting the quality of living and livelihood." Therefore, giving preference to local candidates in low-paid jobs is socially, economically, and environmentally desirable, and any such preference would be in the interests of the general public. Now, this is mind-boggling, Saurabh. And before I, I'll I'll hold my thoughts and I'll invite you to comment. Uh, I mean, just the language of this seems shocking. It 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 is. I mean, first when I read it, I mean, I didn't believe that this was like an inofficial like uh, like bill, but. Yeah, you you quoted like it's verbatim from the bill, yeah. and it is just astonishing how kind of racist and how demeaning it is to uh, like migrants that actually have played a significant role in increasing the uh, revenue and income levels of people of Haryana and the state, and also is just completely you know like uh, misjudges the problem and the reasons behind the problem. Right. There are slums and all because again it, there is a failure of civic infrastructure there is a failure of local level g- governance and planning and all of those things which is the responsibility of the state right it is the state that has failed in its duty to ensure that at least proper civic infrastructure is provided to uh, like its it's people. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying here, you know, I mean, we are given our level of stage of development. I don't expect us to be Singapore, right? So there will be a disparity. There is, There ought to be a kind of, uh, you know, like richer areas, poor areas. But the aim should be to ensure that those areas develop and become uh, like more, like become cleaner and more accessible. Removing migrants will not do any good and also i mean again like there is we should we should remember these are all market dynamics if no there is a need of employees for certain jobs or whatever job and they are not able to when companies are not able to fill that from local talent then they look outside There is no evidence to say that, you know, companies are actively discriminating against uh, the local residents. residents. So this idea, I mean, it's just crazy. And the fact that a government, a state government in India would feel comfortable writing this in the official bill is just uh, just sad. Like it's unbelievable, but it is sad because it just shows that the respect yeah. uh, is is not accorded right. to people who again play a significant role in ensuring the trade and commerce goes ahead uh, without any problem. 
Right. And just to add on, I mean, a couple of things here, of course, like slums, I mean, blaming it on migrants is weird. It's a clearly a state failure to provide low income housing uh, or make either a sort of like civic infrastructure available. And the other part is, you know, the greenwashing inherent in here. They're saying the migrants come into Haryana and cause environmental problems. I mean, that's just astonishing, right? It's it's pure, clearly an example of greenwashing. Uh, and the fact that this sounds more like social media rhetoric than yeah. any informed, you know, reasoning behind uh, uh, reserving jobs for local. Of course, there might be situations, I do agree, that uh, you might require certain amount of uh, provisions being made for local populations, maybe say in remote areas or tribal districts and autonomous uh, sort of such uh, governing units. Uh, but to have such a blanket provision for the entire state, uh, I fail to see how that can be reasonable, right? Uh, now, moving on, I think you talked a little bit about migration and the discrimination that migrants face uh, just to add to it right now this bill sort of gave a legal sanctity to such res, uh, discrimination against uh, uh, outsiders or migrants so to speak uh, now let's look at I, I mean to just highlight the law in this regard right now article 15 of the constitution says no citizen shall be uh, discriminated only on the grounds of religion race caste sex uh, descent place of birth resident uh, or any of them right uh, but there's a proviso to this which says you know the government can make a law as to requirement of residence within that state now this is fair right if you are trying to employ someone the government can make a law which says that you have to be a resident of this particular area say for a particular duration of time or anything but to stretch this argument and say that all the private uh, employers in the state have to employ only local candidates up to 75 percent in their uh, sort of respective uh, workplaces i mean that's a bit much and i think the high court also came down heavily on this uh they said uh, this sort of thing cannot be justified because now there is no uh legal requirement for the haryana government to reserve 75 percent jobs for local candidates but you are you're sort of enforcing that obligation on private employers how is that justified no that is not an also i mean even just the math here mm. The amount of people working in Haryana would be a lot more than the domiciled population of Haryana. So if 75% of all those jobs have to go to people domiciled in Haryana, like the math also doesn't add up. So it again, it's it's a law that I think was passed, you know, for political expediency or, you know, in in response to the protest of of, you know, like, communities which may have genuine concern of not being able to find jobs or something. But again, the solution should be something that actually addresses the problem, not something that puts a band-aid on the issue and hoping that, you know, it, it goes away. This law, again, is, it's just bad. And I, I, I don't see how this helps anyone. It doesn't help people of Haryana. It will only lead to more joblessness as companies will not, I mean, yeah. would prefer to move out than to yeah. comply. It affects the business environment in Haryana. There will be less investments, again, causing more hardship to people of Haryana and the government. Who, who will pay taxes? Right. And it, it doesn't help the social fabric as well. Because now what we have done, we have painted a target on the back of migrants. All the problems that are there is because of migrants. And, and this is again, I mean, and again, our, our country, uh, people of India are the ones who are also highly mobile. They go to many different places across the world and become immigrants and become, you know, part of the societies that they go and make, uh, make their home. 
when we cannot tolerate and we should not tolerate racism against us in a foreign country how is it okay to do that to your own people in the in the country yeah so this is just hypocrisy because oh please don't be racist towards me abroad while i continue to you know discount the efforts the contributions that migrants have made to my state it is just it is preposterous right and just to talk about uh, the uniqueness of having such a diverse country and drawing labor from uh, almost everywhere across the country i mean the court uh, emphatically states that you know for example uh, the private employer being a building a uh, being a builder and is raising a multi storied complex cannot be asked to not to employ a person who is skilled in the work of installation of woodwork which might come from a particular area of the country say kashmir uh, where the skill has been enhanced whereas from another part of the country labor which is more skilled in setting up the steel frames and buildings are found that is punjab whereas similar persons with different skills would be more proficient in executing civil work such as uttar pradesh and bihar so the court is in fact cognizant of this that you know all skills cannot be locally manufactured right there are unique historical economical social reasons as to why a certain kind of uh, skill are found in a particular uh, uh, district or in a region of uh, of the country as big as, as ours and there is no harm in sort of encouraging that why do you want to restrict uh, that in the first place and second especially when you're not even sure that similar equally skilled labor is available within your state and and again you're right and and i think again if that labor is available at a reasonable price point then they will be chosen automatically yeah. i think this idea that you know somehow you know people uh, like people from the state are discriminated is just not true yeah. so i think the idea here is that again and, and we have to remember that we are a single country we are an independent yeah. one entity where the freedom of movement within the country is one of the basic tenets of yeah. that sovereignty and freedom yeah if we are now restricting the movement of people on something which is again expressly prohibited in the constitution especially states have to ensure that trade and commerce go easy uh, like like flow easily yeah. between the states so this is a responsibility and what it does is again vitiates the atmosphere for like the country in general yeah. and it again if one state does it whether it is right or wrong or whatever it is it will just be like a domino effect as we have seen right you said yeah. there are many states which at least started this process and some were successful some have paused the uh, the 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 move but the idea here is that you are just making it harder for people from haryana let's say to go and work anywhere else yeah if somebody you know i mean it's a, it's a small thing if somebody wa- like wants to work in like is like a like a ice factory or like is like a sports person for a snow sport or like a winter sport should they not be allowed now to yeah. go to kashmir or like some other state to to train i mean it just makes no sense i mean it's it's yeah. i i understand it's a we sound like parrots yes <laughs> it's right. it's i yeah i i don't know it's it just makes no sense and i right. thank the high court for putting in some sanity in into everyone who is all gung ho about this 
I don't think there are many who are, who are actually gung ho about it. I think this was just done, and I think everyone was hoping that the the high court would just strike it down because yeah. it just makes no sense. Right. No, just to add, of course, like you pointed out, it uh, fuels an anti-migrant sentiment. Uh, but specifically calling out low-paid jobs under thirty thousand per month and highlighting slums and whatnot, the bill is definitely anti-poor. Right. It is targeted at the poor people uh, to ensure that we don't want poor people. Like you can come and work for lakhs of rupees per month salary in a high-class uh, company in corporate in MNC in Gurgaon, uh, but we won't tolerate any lowly migrant worker coming in from a poorer region of the country. I mean, that's uh, just astounding for a state government to make such a claim, especially when we have been guaranteed uh, some constitutional and fundamental rights in this regard. And also, just on the right to movement across the country and right to reside and settle down, there is no right to movement and right to settlement without right to occupation. Like, yeah. why would you move if you can't work? Like, if you know I can't what? work in that state, right? So those rights would have been rendered meaningless by uh, providing uh, a local reservation in private sector employment like this. Uh, so. Uh, thanks again, Saurabh, for this uh, lively discussion today on this law. Of course, we don't have any poly- policy solutions to offer in today's episode. The only solution is perhaps, please don't repeat this. Yeah, again. please don't. I, I, I think if states try to not do this, I think that will be a very, very good contribution to India's growth. That at least don't stymie the growth yeah. that is happening. Yeah. At least don't make things worse. Yeah. If things cannot be made better. Yeah. And economic migration is necessary for India's growth story. Definitely. Yeah. So thanks once again, Saurabh. And uh, thank you listeners for tuning in. I hope you had a fun uh, episode. Uh, and we hope to be back on All Things Policy again. If you liked our show, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media, the handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at takshashilainst or our website takshashila.org.in.